Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. My name is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love, and today we are in Soul Talk. And um, and today we have a very special guest, and uh, her name is Kay uh, Schultz. Oh gosh, mm-hmm. okay, better my English. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about Kay. Kay is an alignment life coach. She helps you uh, move away from the feeling lost, hopeless, and waiting to give, uh, to waiting to give up. To understand what is re- uh, really missing from your life, so that you can get more out of of life than you couldn't imagine, but especially so you can start feeling relief, centered, and empowered to move into the directions of your dreams. If you want more information about Kay, it's in the description, so you can get a con- in contact with her. There's her Facebook, her IG, and her um, and her email at the same time. So, Kate, thank you so much for accepting my invitation for Soul Talk. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I, I Every time I see your videos, they make me smile. They really uplift my day. They're so, so mm-hmm. wonderful. And thank you for doing that for everybody. My pleasure. Oh, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. Yes, sometimes we take life too way too serious, and uh, and and that's where we lose the fun. We forget what was the point of all this. It's just to enjoy life, enjoy having the fun, mm-hmm. and you bring. Yeah, that. definitely. <laughs> Thank you. That's definitely one of my pillars in my business because I totally agree that. Oh, sorry, there's noise going on outside. Can you hear that? Someone's cutting their lawn. <laughs> but anyway, if you can still hear me, I'll keep going. Um, I totally believe that we can really get tunnel vision on the things that we want in life or the things that we're missing out on or just whatever drama is really happening in our life. Suddenly, that's the only thing that exists. And we forget that there's this whole other world out there. And so I love to just bring in lightheartedness and comedy and fun so I remember that life's not about this one little thing that we've gotten stuck on that is so true okay um we all uh when we to get where we are now and not where we are gonna end obviously because we continue changing in, in our process but to get where we are now we'll have an awakening moment something that mm-hmm. makes us being where we are now and uh, and there's and I believe there are many, and I'm not saying that this is the last one, but that doesn't mean it's the last one from my life. And neither for, I don't think for any of us. What was your experience when in your last awakening that you had to get to here where you are? In my last awakening? Hmm. Well, I believe what you believe, that we all have lots of awakenings. Um, I would say one of my big awakenings that started my whole journey into becoming a life coach and really getting into spirituality was that I truly realized how much I disliked myself. I knew 
the whole time that I didn't like myself enough. I didn't think I was good enough, but I listened to a spiritual video where they talked about being able to love yourself. And I couldn't, I realized I couldn't at all. I couldn't even say the words, I love you to myself. And it just made me realize how much I hated myself. And so that was probably a very big awakening that I use with my clients, because I think a lot of people really need that self-love piece still in their lives. But in terms of like my most recent awakening, I had one like last week. I feel like you never really stop having them, especially when you're in this work, because I wouldn't be a very responsible coach if I wasn't so constantly trying to grow and dig into my own life, my own experiences. So I feel like I still frequently have awakenings in that way. I, I agree with you. There's always those aha moments. Those are the ones we're always searching for those aha moments because they make us grow. But a lot of us, we, we come from pain, from deepest, like you mentioned, that you don't uh, used to love yourself. So can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit of your background, why you got, or you, how you got where you are now? Because if something happened, the majority of us, something happened to us. There's a story behind us that took us where we are now. Yeah. I think the biggest thing was that life had kind of turned out the way that I expected it to be. I had gone and taught in Japan for a few years and then I came back and I got a career that I was supposed to get because it was stable and had benefits. And so I was just waiting to get a husband, have a house, and then, you know, have everything I was supposed to be in. And that was it. My life is done kind of thing. And I started realizing that I felt like my life was over and I was only 25 at the time. And it was just because everything I'd already thought I was supposed to do was starting to get done. So then I was like, well, what do I do from here? And also I hated the job that I was in. So then I had this whole idea of, oh, my life is over now and I have to stay in this like horrible job and have this horrible life for the rest of my life because I didn't plan anything after this. So that was really my biggest breakthrough was coming out of that and realizing that I can do whatever I want. I don't have to live life the way that everyone else is living it. And a lot of that is just developing that self-love to have the courage to go do that. Because I think a lot of times that we are stuck in those roles of thinking we need to have to impress our parents or do what other people say, because we don't feel worthy of doing what we truly want to do. And so I had to build up my own sense of self-worth and self-love before I could have the courage to quit that job and quit that whole lifestyle I was living and do something completely different. Do you took some classes or you got some uh, training or how was Oh yeah, so many. Yeah, so much over the years. I am what I like to call a Jane of all trades. I absolutely love learning things. So I have taken so many courses, not just in spiritual work or in personal development either. I've done like arts and crafts kind of courses and accounting courses and just like all over the place. I love learning. And I think that we should never stop learning. I recently learned that, in fact, it's super good for you to not stop learning because there's a part of our brain that starts to die if we don't learn new things. So that just reinforces my belief about needing to learn new things all the time. But personally, with coaching, of course, there's lots of courses I've taken on belief clearing, 
um, actual, just like coaching. I don't, I don't believe that people can just dive into coaching without getting some um, coaching on how to coach, just like teachers shouldn't go teach without learning how to teach, basically. <laughs> I, will agree, I will agree with you completely in that one. It's, uh, because every day I, I, I see people in the online that suddenly is like, oh, what are you, what are you going to start doing now that they quit their job? Oh, I'm going to start life coaching. It's like, you got any training? No. Everybody's doing it, yeah, but everybody's dirty. You got some training or something. You just don't wake up and you're saying, oh, I'm a life coach. No, there is a good <laughs> training. A little bit, yeah. I mean, unless you've done something very specifically and that's exactly what you help other people do, then maybe you don't necessarily need training because you can just help people. But I do feel that training is important in the sense that you need to know how to communicate what you learn to other people or you need to know how to help them through their issues that maybe you never experienced, right? So personally, I find that there's a level of accountability that needs to be there in terms of training for life coaching. And also something that when the class that we actually met uh, with Rosaline, uh, I, something that I learned from her, it was that you can coach easy to the people that you are through the pain that you have already passed. It was easy mm -hmm. to people in, into that same pain that you already has. Yeah. Can uh, you elaborate a little bit more in, into that area? Um, on coaching people on things that you've been through? Yes. Like, uh, kind of, in a way, like, kind of, we, we learned it with, with Rosalind uh, in the business uh, coaching. And it was basically uh, what they teach us in there is we can help people to well, things that we already superated, things that we already yeah, yeah. Uh, came through. Like for me, Absolutely. it would be very hard to help someone that has uh, a lot of addictions because usually I, yeah, I do have the coffee and the cigarette, you know, and, and time to time <laughs> I do pot. I'm not going to deny that, but I'm not a drug addict <laughs> or alcoholic or I never were. So it is very, and it's not that I don't have compassion for them, but it's very hard for me to get them out from that situation mm -hmm. because I've never been into that situation completely. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons that I totally think that any coach should still be working on themselves all the time because anything that you work through is then something that you can go turn around and help your clients work through, right? Yes. So. I can't go and coach people on being like a millionaire coach because I'm not a millionaire coach kind of thing, right? <laughs> not that I want to do that anyways, but that's an example. Um, so some things that I really feel like are my strong points, if that's what you're asking, is um, the self-love piece for sure. Like I brought up before, um, relationships, because I had horrible relationships with my parents and some people in my life that I've completely turned around um communication those are some like major things that i've changed in my life that i love helping other people change too i agree well where it comes to the idea of uh, becoming an alignment coach but i get the idea yes or the name of uh of alignment coach oh i'm still fiddling with that i'm not like rock solid on alignment coaching i'm for sure a life coach the word alignment came to me because I feel like so many people are out of discord from what they want in life because what they think and what they say and what they do aren't in alignment with each other. And that's something that I learned a while ago and that I still use on myself because, of course, 
you never like learn something and you're perfect at it. So it's, um, I've built lots of strategies around checking when something feels out of alignment or knowing when something's not feeling right. Like how do you go check and see what's not lining up with that thing? And so that's what I love to help my clients with in that sense. Yes, a tough one. I, I, I do teach and when I'm teaching, I, I notice that it's very hard sometimes to teach uh, observation, how to observe or become aware. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one to, to teach people that they're not into their bodies. How do you teach that? I don't like teaching things so much as helping people discover it for themselves, especially because I believe that my journey is not going to be the same as anyone else's journey. And so my philosophy on life coaching is slightly different from other people's where I don't have this like set program that I take everyone through, or I don't have this formula for building like your ideal life, because I think that everybody has their own internal guidance system. And I think that all they have to do is learn how to tap into it. And I personally come from the space of not wanting to have someone tell me what to do for my life. I want to be able to make the decisions. I want to be empowered to make changes and do what feels best for me. So I coach from that space as well. So instead of telling people how to be more aware I just ask them questions basically to dive in with them. And so they get that experience of diving in and then they start questioning themselves when I'm not around and they help themselves dive into their own things. And so ultimately, although I love coaching, I do want my clients to go on and be able to live their lives without me. So I'm trying to equip my clients with the tools that they can use for the rest of their lives. Yes, I agree. I, I don't I don't like to someone depending on me. I teach for 25 years art and uh, and when they were still needing me and uh, to paint a, a piece after two or three years. And it was like, you know what, you need to paint it yourself. You need to try it yourself. Codependency is the time of the gurus. And I don't believe the world have changed. There is no I don't know if I'm. There's no such a need of um, of gurus anymore. Are you there or we freeze? Can everybody hear me or I'm the one that freeze? Hey, David, how are you doing? Do I froze? Oh. Apparently, um, she's going to come back. <laughs> we have so many questions. Awesome. You're there. And you're in mute. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was frozen or you were frozen. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, what tools? Well, I call it tools. But, um, but because we learn so many techniques, so many classes, so many certifications, and but we have our favorites that we like to use with our clients. Which mm-hmm. ones do you like to, to use? My favorites? Hmm. That feels tough to answer because I feel like I'm very situational. So whatever is coming up with someone, I just use whatever feels good in that moment. Um, I know I love using tapping. 
I've heard you, I'm sure you've heard of tapping before. It's called tapping or e ETF. No, EFT, <laughs> emotional freedom technique. So that's where they use the, um, not chakra lines, what are they called again? The acupressure, acupuncture. You have get, when you get acupuncture, they're using like the energy lines in your body. And so tapping uses the same thing. And you basically re repeat a phrase that you want to release. Um, like, uh, I don't believe that I'm ever going to make a lot of money, for example. So you would tap that to release it and then tap it through the energy line in your body until it feels like it's totally gone. And then you can tap in a new belief because that's what is usually blocking us is having this limiting belief. And then we have to release that and add something that's way more empowering to help us move forward in our lives. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. To reprogram basically. Then that's how you, how do you work with a client if they are interested in coaching with you? Because remember um, right now that are listening and they might mm -hmm. be and uh, that would be good yeah i would i would say you check out my instagram page i'm not really on facebook um it's been very glitchy for the past couple months so i haven't really been on it and instagram is where i house a lot of my stuff a lot of information and a lot of my clients have said that they've just connected with the content on there and that's why they reached out to me so if people want to go check out my instagram there's a link on my Instagram that will let them book an appointment for the first, like the free discovery call appointment. But yeah. Instagram is definitely the place where I hang out right now. I'm looking into other platforms, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to do more than one. <laughs> but, uh, but how do you work with your clients? Uh, I work one-on-one -on -one at the moment. Mm -hmm. I am developing a group coaching program right now with my business coach but that won't be ready for a couple months still. So at the moment, I'm still doing one-on-one -on -one exclusively. Okay. Are you a channeler? Do you uh, channeler? Do you no, channel with that? No? No. Okay. I don't know why. Many times when I, um, when I, I am a channeler, when I um, receive a client, I... I receive immediately messages, oh, you're going to use this, or you're going to use that, or you need to ask this, or you need to ask that, and so forth. And I'm receiving all those messages all the time. That's why I I see the majority of the people that I interview in Soul Talk, they are channels, mm -hmm. and then they use, of course, that material so to work with the clients. That's why I ask mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. I would see that more as like intuition. Is that what you're talking about? Where like something is coming and like, no? Okay. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there are many gifts that we all have, and intuition is one of them, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, channeling is basically you're receiving the message, and sometimes they tell you the whole the whole story. They tell you exactly what is going on. Even mm -hmm. uh, what they're saying is very different what they are actually, um, what they have lived before, what they have created a trauma, or whatever belief they have. Mm -hmm. That's why, but well, <laughs> not a gentler. <laughs> I know 2020 was uh, changing for all the world. How the, mm -hmm. how do you did it as a as as a coach in the 2020? How was for you? Um, it was wonderful. Honestly, 2020 was one of my best years so far, and not just in coaching, like my whole life, 2020 was an amazing year for me. And I think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the work that I've done. 
and the work on myself because I had decided at the beginning of 2020 that it was going to be my year. I was going to really lock in things with my business. I was going to get all the things I wanted. I was going to find my soulmate and all of that happened. And it was better than I even thought possible. So 2020 was amazing for me. And that could not have happened if I wasn't in the place where I was, where I believed in myself. I believed that the universe was taking care of me and wanting me to succeed. And that's the kind of thing that I want to impart on other people because there's nothing special about me. I just did the work, changed my mindsets, learned different things about myself and really learned how to love myself and really want to make the changes and do the work. And my life has been way more amazing than I even could have guessed before I started doing the work. So yeah, 2020 was crazy awesome for me. And so in some ways I feel a little guilty that everyone had a bit of a rough year when mine was awesome, but I want to share that with other people. I want other people to have the kind of rock solid core strength so that when crazy things are happening, it's just kind of like, oh, well, I see. That's like interesting. I'm still doing my own thing. I still have my own path to go on. I'm still working towards what I want to work towards. None of that is going to affect anything because I still believe in myself and believe in what I want to do. How do there's a recipe to find your soulmate that you can share with us? <laughs> a little bit. There's a little bit of a recipe to find your soulmate. Um, I'd say the biggest piece is that you have to believe that they're out there. Um, there isn't one. I don't believe that we all have one soulmate. I believe that soulmates are actually people who are about 80 to 85% compatible with you. And the relationship is where you grow into the 100% compatibility. But the biggest piece for me, for sure, was actually believing that they're out there for 100% certainty. And I just had to figure out what it felt like to be with them so that I recognized it when I met them. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. After being married, mm -hmm. it's a tough one. <laughs> But yes, um, how do uh, I know that in the 2021 right now, what we have uh, worldwide is fear. Fear of getting sick, fear of the vaccinations, fear of going to war, fear of solar flash. I have heard everything, you know, in, the, in 2021. And how do you manage this with your clients? I haven't really worked with anyone specifically who feels a lot of the fear that's going on. But I would say when my clients do come with, to me with things that are similar, I always talk about how, what do we have control of in this situation, right? Because fear is often a fear of not having control. We can't control if the vaccines don't work. We can't control if war breaks out. We can't control if we get sick. As much as we'd like to think we can by staying indoors and eating really healthy or something like that, you're just going to get sick sometimes. It's just how it works. So what can we control in that situation, right? So a lot of it is ensuring that my clients are learning to take back the power that they have so that they feel more confident, they feel more centered. Even if these chaotic things are still happening, they know how they can handle it. They know how they can observe it in a way that makes them feel more safe. Yes, I, I agree with that. It has been a lot of division with all the fear among our, mm -hmm. around the world. And uh, yes. it, is, 
It has been tough seeing more the division, more than the fears. But, mm -hmm. uh, but well, it, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I think in some ways the division is, I've, like, I've been hearing from my spiritual teachers that I learned from that the division is really just because things are getting better. We often think that overseeing all this division, so things are getting worse. But the reality is that things were all just like mediocre before. And now that things are getting better, the opposite also has to exist. Yeah. So things are actually better than they used to be. And so it's easy to think that things are worse because there's a lot of crazy things going on, that things are so much better than they used to be. And we can only strive for them to keep continue to get better. Yes, they have to be. There's a law actually of fairness uh, that you hear that is of balance. That, mm -hmm. uh, grows the dark grows the fear of whatever it grows one side you have to grow on the other side at the same time so yes this is what we're seeing is and it is hard to see the division it is hard to see it because sometimes it can go into your own family and many people in the, around the world it can go to your best friends i have lost many friends i have lost family i have lost many people because mm -hmm. of this division Yeah, I think this is getting like very deep. I don't work with a lot of clients on this, but when you get deep into spirituality, they talk about duality all the time. Um, and so this is just duality existing in our whole world, right? And so when you learn to have compassion for yourself and love yourself, the duality doesn't bother you as much externally because when you've rectified the duality in yourself, then the duality in the world is just fine it's fine the way it is you understand that it's meant to be there to help us grow as human beings and to have an experience and I had friends who totally were on the opposite side of me at the beginning of everything COVID who stopped talking to me and I just had a lot of compassion for them I was obviously upset a little bit but because I'm human but It was still the sense of like, I still love that person. I know that they're scared. I know that they're struggling and it's okay that they're handling it in a way that hurts me because it's not intentionally hurting me. They're just doing what they can to take care of themselves, right? Yes. So it's been almost a year now and most of those friends have moved back around and reconnected with me and apologized because I've created that space for them to do so, right? I don't hold grudges. But I, I do separate, you know, it's like my energy, I take care of my energy. And if we're mm -hmm. not in the moment, maybe in the future, but in the moment, I just take care of my energy and just stay away. And yes, it is important. That's part of the self-care, your energy. Yes, it is. Yeah, very important. Basically, anything that you let into your life is going to be affecting your life, right? Which is one of the biggest reasons I don't watch the news especially anything code related, because I just find that that's very triggering for people. Um, and even in myself, I find that if I listen to it too much, I get really, really frustrated. And so anytime I'm noticing that, the kind of information that I'm getting in that's um, upsetting me, especially things like reality TV. I don't understand why people watch reality TV because it's totally made just to trigger you. So you're like, oh, that person shouldn't have done that. And, oh, I can't believe that person is doing that. And it's not positive feelings, right? And so you're allowing these things into your life and that's what's getting going to be coming out of your life, right? And so in spirituality, especially in Zen Buddhism, which I practice, 
they talk about having a very pure inner body, which is not just food. It's also mentally. What information are you letting in? What kind of friends are you hanging out with? What kind of stuff are you talking about when you hang out with them, right? All of that is very important. And be okay that you have to let go of some people. You have to let it go. And things in the future, it change. Things change, but it will be fine. If you have to be a flying solo for a while. Mm-hmm. Very true. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. Yes. And uh, do you teach classes right now? You, you mentioned that you're planning to teach a class uh, soon. Yes, uh, I'm planning a group coaching, um, but that won't be out for a couple months. I'm aiming for October right now. So I'm working at it, on it at the moment with my business coach. Because as much as I love coaching and I'm great at coaching, I'm not great at the business side of things, <laughs> understanding marketing and all of that jazz. So I'm working with her on helping me figure out what that's all about. <laughs> I know I, I, I do have coaches in that area because it, it is tough. It is very tough for all the coaches and healers and entrepreneurs to actually just to, to know how to do it. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I heard, uh, I come from a Mexican culture and uh, Mexico to South America, they always say, well, good coaches do not charge. You should do it for free. And it's like, pay the bills, you know, like my time is not worth it. Only the bookkeeper or a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, that's very silly. Yes. Yeah, I think a coach is charged. And I believe in the power of coaching. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a coach. So I find it very valuable to have coaches in my life, too. And it would seem kind of hypocritical if I didn't, if I didn't also have a coach while being a coach. Um, in any part of your life, you don't have to be a life coach and have life coaching. You can have health and fitness coaching, business coaching, relationship coaching. I think it's so valuable to have that unbiased third party in your situation, you and your situation. And you have someone looking on the outside going, okay, this is weird. Why are you thinking this? Or like, what is this going on? You know, it's just, so helpful because we can't always get out of our own heads and see our situation from the top down kind of thing. Yes, I totally agree. We have some people here, uh, David uh, Riddle. He says, uh, and healers too. Yes, we should get, uh, we should make a living. Uh, also, I agree. And Ashley is also here to say hello to us. Oh, hey, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, but you have already a group and, uh, in Facebook, correct? I have a Facebook group page. Yep. That's probably going to get revamped with the whole group that I'm launching. Um, but people can join in on it now if they want. There's a bunch of content already on there. I do lives on there. Um, so that's called Unleash Your Inner Light with K. That's also on my Facebook page if you guys want to go check that out. But yeah. Mostly keep your eyes open if you're interested in group coaching and we'll be coming out with a group coaching session. I just find that I love one-on-ones for sure because I love to dive into things with people and really get a transformation out of my time with them. Um, But I do find that there's a whole other dynamic with group coaching where you get to meet other people and you get to uplift other people and also be supported by other people that I truly love because I'm a social butterfly. I'm very extroverted. So I love that group dynamic of getting to come together and feel like you have a major support system through something. So that's why I totally want to do group coaching as well. 
I do agree. We need to support each other. That is very important. Human beings were not meant to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not asking for help when we need it. That that's that is important. That wow. everybody gets heard uh, and uh, listen to it and support it. That is very yeah. important. It is. It's so important. And thank you. You're very good on that. <laughs> and organizing, <laughs> and organizing people to help each other. Thank you. Yes, that's definitely one of my strong suits. My mom said when I was in kindergarten, she dropped me off for the first day. And when she came back, I already had the class all organized on where to put the certain toys back. So organizing is my specialty. <laughs> yes. And what if, I have a question and I have to ask, what do you study uh, as a degree when you went to college? Degree? Oh, because- I went to university. Yes. Yeah, I studied languages in university. So that's where I studied German as my major and Japanese as my minor and then went to teach in Japan after for a couple of years. So yes. totally unrelated and not super useful. <laughs> well, actually you do. I teach in English and I teach in Spanish. So you do, you can sure. use everything. That yeah, you-, you, you can use it, but I haven't really used it. <laughs> you really have to love languages and like just do language stuff exclusively. I love teaching English for sure. But not talking about coaching in Japanese or in German. I coach. Oh, that's true. I, I coach in English and Spanish. I coach in both. Yep. That's very true. I would definitely have to brush up on both of them before <laughs> I start doing that. They start getting kind of rusty when you don't use them that long. I can mostly just say cute things in Japanese and yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. How do you see yourself in the future, in the near future? In the near future? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I have been thinking way more about how I just really want to live in the moment. I obviously have plans like my business plans or starting family plans, but I learned a long time ago that I don't like pre-planning or things too much because everything can change. You have no idea like what just happened with COVID. You have no idea if everyone's going to be locked down in their house. And if you make plans, you often worry about those plans coming true. And so I like to keep my plans very general and just continue to work on myself. And I really like to focus being in the moment. Just what am I feeling right now? How am I working through my own things? How can I help my clients work through their things? How can I be present for my boyfriend, my family, all of that stuff? I just have been very much steeping in this moment because this is the only moment that actually exists. I could die in a year, so why worry about what's happening in five? Yeah, but we're always looking for having a goal, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's what I mean with um, the near future. What is your goals, basically? In, oh, uh, for like my business? For you or your business or whatever you want to do in your life. Well, for my business and my life, I'd say it's the same that I really just want to help people love themselves again because 
There is so much power in having love as a constant in your life. And you are the only person who can truly love yourself because nobody knows 100% of everything, every thought that's gone on except for you. And so your love is the most valuable love that you can get, even more than a spouse, even more than a kid, it's yours. And I just feel like so many people would be happier and actually go after the lives that they want to live and have amazing relationships if they just love themselves first. So even if coaching doesn't work out for some reason, I would still do that in my life because I always have. I've always done that with my friends or people I've met. I've always, I've always been a coach, even if I wasn't getting paid to be a coach. So I feel like that's something I'm always going to continue doing. Are you planning to write a book or? I mean, the thought's there, but I haven't really started anything. Just cruising along, just being a coach, helping people. The only major plan I have right now is group coaching. <laughs> okay. You mentioned before that you, you study Zen Buddhism. Can you elaborate a little bit more in that? I am studying Zen Buddhism, so I'm by no means um, a master at it. Um, I just pull in teachings that I have gotten from Zen Buddhism to use with my own clients. But mostly I'm at the point right now where I'm just using Zen Buddhism for my own life and really trying to integrate it into my own life. Um, for example, there is a teaching in Zen Buddhism called Wu Wei, which means non-force. Um, so I am very much trying to practice that in my own life now. And I would love to teach that to other people in the future, but I'm still working on it in my own life. And so non-force is about everything being easy and effortless. Our North American culture very much is about you have to work hard, you have to push, you have to hustle, hustle, hustle. And that does not resonate with me at all. And that's been something that I've been struggling with um, as a life coach to build my business because anyone who's in the business of building businesses is very much about needing to hustle and needing to post three times a day and needing to send out three emails a week and having a live every day. And that doesn't resonate with me at all. So right now what I'm working on in my own life is bringing in that effortlessness of things feeling easy and fun, not like this I have to do this hard stuff before things are fun and easy. I think that your whole life can be fun and easy. I think most of the things that you want in life, you can have right now. We just don't realize it because we think we want the first step, but what we actually want is like third step down, like happiness and security and yeah. worthiness, love. Exactly. You can have all those things right now. You don't have to wait for those things. So. I do agree with you. Uh, there is there is always that hassle, but I also at, at the same time I am so grateful for technology. <laughs> I shallow. I, I I have my days that I write my content, maybe one or two days a week, and the rest I just put everything in later. dot com and yeah, on on all the social medias and so forth. And yes, if I want to write something extra, whatever, it's like because I want to, not because I'm forced to, because I don't yeah. have, I have not say anything. There are weeks mm -hmm. all the coaches or we don't want to talk or we're doing our inner work or we're going in integration and we're not ready to talk. We still all yeah. 
Yeah, very true. <laughs> That's technology is very handy for that. Yeah. I'm just definitely trying to avoid all these shoulds that people are saying about business, right? Like you should be on Facebook and Instagram and Clubhouse and YouTube and TikTok and Twitter. <laughs> like, oh, it's very easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, I should do all this stuff to get what I want out of life. Whereas you can actually just get what you want out of life right now. So why wait, basically? <laughs> yes, and, and it is tough. I find uh, the, the ones that are more limiting, like TikTok, 30 seconds videos. Mm -hmm. It's harder. It is way harder than, let's say, to do it in YouTube. You can talk yeah. for hours if you want and, uh, <laughs> and with no limits or five minutes. You know? Yeah. TikTok. See, is where I feel that TikTok is way easier. I love the 30-second limit. I, I love just getting one little tidbit out there. And so that's something you really have to learn about business and even about life. You don't actually have to uh, learn to be good at things that you're not great at, which is something that we get like forced to believe when we're growing up because of school. You think that you have to be good in all the things. So we think like, oh, I'm starting a business. I'm not good at 30 second videos. I have to force myself to get better at this. You should totally just play to your strengths. Just don't do TikTok. You don't have to. People that say you should do TikTok are just people who were successful on TikTok. It doesn't mean that you won't be successful if you don't do TikTok, right? Yes, uh, I do agree. It's not the 40, it's, not, it's haven't been my 40 at all, TikTok for the 30 second. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And some people are so good at writing like copy for Instagram posts or for emails that they just make beautiful emails. But copy is not really my thing. I definitely could learn to do it. I, I am learning to do it better, but I'm not going to stress out about writing emails five times a week because it's not something I enjoy. And so that's where the the non-force part comes in with Wuwei is I don't need to force myself to do emails five times a week. Because most likely, my clients are going to be the type of people who open emails. And in fact, so far, I know that my clients aren't the type of people that open emails because I have to remind them to open their emails that I sent. So I know that that's like not something you have to worry about because that's not the kind of people who are gravitating towards me in the first place, right? So that's a big piece of this non-force is where you love yourself and you really know that your like well-being is there and you're okay and you're good. You don't try to make yourself be someone you aren't. You try to you try to make yourself do all this stuff you don't really want to do. Mm. On a certain extent. But that is funny. Uh, we have a, a comment of um David Wright uh Riddle. He says that TikTok um he have he had done great in there for 60, 60 seconds, but now TikTok extended for three minutes video. And like, wow, I, I need to try that one. Maybe in three minutes, I can say everything I want to say. <laughs> three minutes is a little better than 30 seconds. <laughs> it's too far, far away. <laughs> but yes. But fun videos and catchy and going to the point is really your speciality. They're going to be very, very entertaining and very, very careful at the same time. I want to appreciate mm -hmm. Thank that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely my strong suit. I love doing them and I enjoy doing it. It's not like work 
to sit down and think about ideas. It's just always fun for me. And that's why they come out so easy and in flow. Yes. Do you have something else would you like to add? No, I don't think so. Okay, let me just, uh, I have really appreciate that you have come to Soul Talk. And I just have, uh, I'm just going to mention what we have the next week. But the next Sunday and the card of the artist talk, we have at 6 p.m. Central Time, we have Jasmine Becerra. She's an, an amazing international visual artist. She, that, the interview is going to be in Spanish. Mm. And uh, in Soul Talk, the next Monday, we're going to have Amy Rito. That he is a harmony, um, he used harmony in Akashic Blueprint Integration Energy Clearing. And right now we also have the five spaces available for uh, the retreat that we're going to be doing uh, starting the 6, 7, and 8. And if you want more information, just contact me. I will appreciate it very much. Beautiful one. This is going to come out in YouTube. And uh, I will share it with you later on. Sounds Thank beautiful. Accept my my uh, one, my friend, my friendship, and also my uh, my invitation for Soul Talk. Thank you so much, Monica. I love that you are doing this. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.